Good morning. Good morning. As Matt mentioned, uh, as we're gathering here, there are about three or 400 Advent Christians who are gathering across town at the Renaissance for the convention. And although I know many of them and I'm related to a few of them, I wanted to be here with my Doolin's Grove family today. So this is a good excuse for that. So, um, When you're asked to give your testimony, it's hard to figure out what you need to say, what you can say in just a few minutes. And there are a lot of things that I can't say in public that I wish I could tell some of you at least. What I can tell you is I'm a fifth-generation Advent Christian. There aren't very many of us around. Uh, I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, But even Christian families have their problems, and some of us are more screwed up than people who are outside the church, uh, just in case you didn't know that. And when I was baptized at the age of seven, um, for reasons I can't go into, I was very aware of the fact that I was a sinner and in need of repentance. Unfortunately, as my family moved around a lot and we uh, attended many different churches, different denominations, the churches that we went to never really explained sin and confession and repentance in a way that really gave me a whole lot of hope. Um, All I knew for most of my youth was that I just kept sinning and I deserved God's punishment, and I just felt like I would never measure up. I tried to be good, do good things, but I was never good enough. It was just a vicious cycle of sin and repentance. I did go to a Christian college in Minnesota, and that was a very eye-opening experience. I'd gone to small churches that didn't even have youth groups, so to suddenly be thrown together with a couple thousand Christians my own age uh, was a very different experience. Uh, up until then, I didn't even know what praise choruses were. So, There are a few uh, major influences in my life, and one of them was that while I was at college, I met Dwight Carpenter, who was the Advent Christian Student Ministries Coordinator at the time. And he began discipling me, and he introduced me to this radical concept called grace. And he told me that we'd never be good enough to measure up to God's standards, but that's okay because that's why Jesus came for us. And he died for our sins, past, present, and future. And that was really encouraging for me and freeing. Uh, It relieved a lot of the weight I'd been carrying my whole life. But after a while, I think I started to take grace for granted. Uh, There was sin in my life still that I couldn't overcome, and after a while I gave up trying to resist it. I just figured God understood the reasons for it, and he'd forgive me anyway, so might as well just let it go. And Dwight continued to disciple me through graduate school, and he also helped me to gain an internship here at Advent Christian General Conference with Bob Mayer, and eventually employment here. So I moved here and joined Doolin's Grove in 1997. Another thing that has been a major influence in my life is that I've struggled with depression pretty much all my life. And 30 or 40 years ago, there was no recognition for kids with depression, much less any treatment for it. And uh, it's, you know, cycles through, gets worse at various times when I've had to wrestle with some major issues in my life. And there have been times when I've been ready to give up on life. In college, it was Dwight who kept me going. Uh, Later, after I moved here, it was Sid Bradley. And then the past couple years, it's been Pastor Matt and our house-to-house group who just kept encouraging me and uh, helped me to keep hanging on. There was also a time 
probably eight or nine years ago when I really wanted to give up on God, but he didn't give up on me. Uh, Somebody coined the term practical atheism, and I felt like that was what my life was. My faith really didn't have an impact on everything out there, outside these doors. So for a time, I gave up on prayer, gave up on reading the Bible. I did keep coming to church out of obligation, but I really wasn't getting anything out of it. And in my memory, it feels like I was a very long time, but it was probably only a matter of weeks. And uh, as Hebrews 3.13 says, you know, the deceitfulness of sin can harden your heart. And at that time, I was just disappointed with God that he wasn't doing what I thought he ought to do. So faith seemed to be irrelevant. So, you know, why bother? And I didn't have anybody in my life at that time who could really uh, speak to me and and tell me the truth. And I don't know if I would have heard it if they'd said it. But somehow God managed to draw me back into relationship with him. Uh, I don't even know exactly how he did it. But one day I just found myself praying in spite of my decision not to pray. God will let his children drift for a while, but he will reel them back in. When we started the house-to-house groups here, I resisted going for a very long time. Um, I thought I knew enough about the Bible. I thought I didn't need relationships with anybody else. But uh, another episode of depression, God managed to convince me otherwise that uh, I can't do the Christian life on my own, and I do need people. We all need each other. And at the same time, uh, God has convicted me of the sin that I've allowed to remain in my life. That was somewhere around the end of Romans 13 that that happened. So, um, and even though I found that I don't have the power to resist sin on my own, God can make it happen. Uh, He has graciously stepped in to protect me from temptation and help me to obey Him more often than not. He's also put people in my life who have been godly examples of love and grace and truth. Um, Pastor Matt and Ron are a couple of key folks in my life. And they've created places where I'm safe to be myself and where I can begin tearing down some of the walls that I've built over the past 40 years. Walls of fear and guilt and shame and uh, It's a little bit scary to start tearing those walls down, but with God's help, it is happening. While some people may have a real dramatic conversion experience, many of us don't, but all of us have a lifelong story of what God is doing to change us and to shape us, and we're not done yet. And uh, I was reminded of Philippians 1.6, which just happened to be my uh, devotional this morning that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And God has been faithful to me, and he continues to be faithful to me. And in closing, I'd just like to say, for those of you who say you can never give your testimony, I'm proof that you can. Um, When I was in eighth grade, I called in sick to school for two weeks straight to avoid giving an oral report. (laughs) And I also skipped a graduate school class for the same reason, so... If I can do it, any of you can. (laughs) But I just want to say God's brought me safe thus far, and uh, it's his work in my life. I know there's nothing that I could do to uh, 
uh, do his work or to obey him. It's all by grace that I'm here and that I'm serving him as I am. And I just uh, praise him, and I also thank you for your support in these recent years as well. Thanks.